Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to the program. Week one of high school football across the state of Louisiana. Glad you could be along for the ride tonight. Got another hour and a half of the program. We go until 1030 every night. We've got just a ton of people fanned out across the state like we do every single week. We've got a baker's dozen reporters. We've got our play-by-play game of the week on WWLHD Channel 2, U-High and Eret. And right now it's all U-High, 20 to nothing. They lead Eret in the third quarter. And also Alan Waddell and Tommy Bosch. They are out at Shaw High School as our featured game of the week that Alan will be at as he rotates around the state every single week here on the Roundup. And let's throw it to Alan and Tommy. Guys, what's going on? Just starting the fourth quarter here, Seth, as Shaw leads it 37-20. to Three-possession lead for the Eagles. Higgins does have the football at midfield. Uh, but it's, you know, it's kind of been a little bit sloppy here in the second half. Uh, but you know what? This is a big night for Shaw. Their first game on campus under the lights here on a Friday night. First time in Catholic League history. It's been a big night for the Catholic League all the way around. We've had some big wins in the Catholic League already here tonight. Uh, so certainly uh, this is one of those games as well as Shaw trying to start out their 2019 season 1-0. Yeah, and it is hot out here. Oh, it's hot. It's very humid. So you can kind of understand you know, this game's starting to drag a little bit right now. Maybe they'll pick it up in the uh, fourth quarter. Just got a text, uh, Seth. Uh, Zachary just had another 40-yard quarterback run. They were up 31-27. That's now. the game of the night. It's back and forth. Yeah, what was that Zachary. score again, uh, Tommy? I'm sorry. 31-27, Zachary. 31-27. We will keep an eye on that one. Guys, thank you so much. Hang tight. We'll get back to you in a uh, 10 minutes, 10, 12 minutes or so. We'll throw it back to those guys for more analysis and coaches' interviews as they come through. But right now, it's time to get back to our reporters. First up, we throw it to Thomas Email, Riverside and Thibodeau. Thomas? Hey, guys, 7.20 left in the third. Long ball came tonight. The Riverside on top of Thibodeau, 25-22. Just before the half, Riverside was up 19-14. Thibodeau lines up for a about a 25-yard field goal. It's blocked, and Cade Middleton for the Rebels takes it back 80 yards for the score. The two-point conversion is no good, and that's where we ended the half. Riverside up 25-14. But Thibodeau's come out hot in the second half. They got an immediate touchdown as Alamo hit Lacey in the back of the end zone for the score. The two-point conversion is good. It cut the lead. Riverside 25, Thibodeau 22, and that's where we stand with 7.20 left. Thibodeau back with the ball after a quick interception, knocking on the door against a tired Riverside defense. 7.18 left in the third quarter. Riverside 25, Thibodeau 22, live from Thibodeau. I'm Thomas Email for the WWL All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup. Thomas, thank you so much. Let's come back inside the city. We'll go over to Tad Gormley Stadium. C.E. Bird getting beaten up by Brother Martin. Miguel Miranda, what's the latest? Hey, what's going on, Seth? It's 28-0, 9.31 left in the fourth. Uh, Bird's, Bird's getting handed to them. Uh, they had their most successful drive of the game, stopping the turnover on down to the Crusader 30. The next two plays, Jalen Spears showcases field vision and burst, combining for 45 yards on those two carries. And just one play later, wide receiver, wide receiver John Lewis slips past the secondary, and the sophomore Mama had delivered the ball in a bread basket for a 23-yard TD. Bird was not able to answer, and... The second, the Crusaders got the ball back. Their backup quarterback, Corey Lambert Jr., ran for 53 yards. It is now Crusader ball on Bird 45, and we have 927 
left in the fourth quarter, 28-0, Brother Martin. Reporting from Ted Gorman, this is Miguel Miranda for the WWL All-State Sugar Bowl Football Roundup. Miguel, thank you so much. Joey Bruitt, sorry to make you wait. You high and air it. Joey, what's up? Here on the West Bank, it's the University High School Cubs 20, the John Eric Patriots 0. U-High received the kick to begin the second half and started at their own 29. After losing eight yards, the Cubs were forced to punt. Eric caught a break when a tip pass found its way into a Patriot receiver's hands. With 8.47 left in the third, the Patriots got into the red zone for the first time tonight. But Eric just could not capitalize and wound up turning the ball over on downs with 7.20 left in the third. U-High's offense got going quickly and drove inside the red zone, but with 3.30 to go in the third, U-High turned the ball over on downs. Eric started at their own 14, but the Patriots went, Patriots went three and out and had to punt. After a 14-yard punt, U-High began at the Eric 34, and with 14 seconds left in the third quarter, U-High scored again on a six-yard run by Derek Graham. It was his second touchdown of the night. The extra point made it 20 to nothing Cubs. Moments ago, Eric punted the ball away. And here with 8.52 remaining in the game, U-High has the ball first and 10 at their own 40. And our score here is U-High 20, John Eric 0. Reporting from Haas Stadium, this is Joey Bruitt for the WWL All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup. Thanks, Joey. Let's go to Hank Brady at Berman Stadium. Landry Walker and JFK were knotted up in a close one. Well, not knotted up, but they're in a close one. At least they were earlier. Hank, what's going on now? Hey, what's going on, Seth? 5.46 left in this game. Landry Walker finally got some breathing room. They're up 18 to nothing right now. The JFK defense, they played valiantly for most of this game, but bad offensive play combined with bad punting has put the defense in some precarious situations. On the last drive, two drives ago, rather, Justin Hudson led a nine-play, 51-yard drive as he powered his way into the end zone for a one-yard touchdown run. Extra point was blocked. Just a few moments ago, the charging Buccaneers got a 15-yard touchdown reception by Ramon Coleman, who stuck it into the end zone. So 546 remaining in this game. It looks like former New Orleans Saints Keenan Lewis is going to get his first win ever as a high school head coach, just uh, barring any craziness right now. Once again, 546 left in this game, 18 to nothing. Landry Walker on top of JFK. Reporting from Berman Stadium in Algiers, I'm Hank Brady for the WWL All-State Sugar Bowl Prep. Football Roundup. Hank, thanks so much. And, yes, that is the Keenan Lewis, as Hank said there. Let's go to Albany and Independence with Ethan Bordel. Uh, Ethan, how's it going? Hey, we got 8.15 left here in the third quarter, a slow-moving game. Albany took a 36-32 to lead into the half and then returned the opening kickoff of the second half all the way back to the house, increases the lead up to 43-32. to Independence gets the ball on offense, gains yardage, but gets them all taken away by too many penalties. Albany ends up making the stop. Independence punts the ball away. Albany gets the ball back, has a first down, and is driving, currently in a timeout. Reporting from Albany, Louisiana, this is Ethan Bordelow for the WWL All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup. Thanks so much, Ethan. Really appreciate it. Good game there. Let's go over to Denham Springs. Honville had opened it up just a little bit. Darren at last check said the offense was getting going for the Tigers. What's going on now, Darren? Uh, Honville has slowly but surely taken over this game. It's now 28 nothing Honville with only 3.42 left to go in the game. Uh, Honville, uh, when I last talked to you, they, they stalled at midfield, but Dennis Springs fumbled at their 17-yard line. 
Two plays later, a six-yard TD run from Daryl Evans made it 21-0. Then uh, Dennis Springs had went for it on fourth and 20, trying to get something started late in the game, but they, they didn't get it converted. And two plays later, 28-yard TD run again from Daryl Evans made it 28-0. And Dennis Springs fumbled the ball. Next time they had the ball, right around midfield. Bill has it right now at midfield. Basically just running out the clock here with uh, – Three minutes now to go here left in the game. It's 28 nothing. Hanville over Denham Springs. Reporting from Denham Springs, this is Darren Franti for the All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup. Thanks, Darren. Let's go to Brandon Fawcett. Amy Eaton Lutcher. Brandon. With one minute and 23 seconds left in the third quarter, it's the Lutcher Bulldogs 21, Amy Warriors 12. At the four-minute and six mark in the third, Amy with a heavy dose of number 23, Corey McKnight. He got him down to the one-yard line. And then number 15, John Walker, Bulldays his way in with the QBC for the touchdown. Unfortunately, they missed the extra point. That's the second one they missed tonight. Third quarter, one minute left. Amy Warriors 12, Lutcher Bulldogs 21. Reported from Amy, Louisiana. This is Brandon Falls for the WWL All-State Sugar Bowl prep football round. Thanks, Brandon. To Yeoman Stadium we go. Fred Durant is watching Holy Cross and St. Thomas Moore. Fred? They review him and stay with 4.41 left to go in the game. St. Thomas Moore up 21-7 over Holy Cross. This is how we got here since last reporting. Noah Frederick for the Cougars with a big run all the way down to the 20-yard line. Unfortunately, uh, he got hurt on the play. Uh, that's when uh, Gene L- Luke Lemoyne came in uh, with some big runs. But Holson's pass uh, was uh, Fourth down, touchdown. The PAT was good with 345 left to go in the third quarter. It was up 21-7 uh, that way. And then Holy Cross has been having two good drives. We drove all the way down and to deep into the red zone of the Cougars, but was failed to make the fourth down. Both of them was, uh, failed. The last one was a fourth and one at the two. And right now, uh, Holy Cross is down 21-7. Uh, St. Thomas Morris has the ball in a drive with 356 left to go in the game. Fred Durant from Yuman Stadium reporting for WWO All-State Prep Super Bowl Roundup. Thank you so much, Fred. And our other reporters, hold on just a second. As usual, we have our first winning coach of the night, and you're probably going to guess who it is if you're a longtime listener. And our first winning coach, Louie Cook of Notre Dame. Buck Leonard has Louie. Buck, what's going on? Well, he's, he's he's with the local radio. I need about one minute. You want to give me that? Yeah, we can, we can certainly give that to you, Buck. We'll put Buck back on hold, and let's go back to a reporter. Mike Gambrell's got Slidell and Booker T. Washington. Mike? All right, guys. 152 remaining in the third quarter. Our score, Slidell 31, Booker T. Washington 6. Moments ago, the biggest cheer of the game, the Booker T. Washington cheerleaders came over and did a cheer for the Slidell High student body to place one nut. Booker T. Washington's faithful had a little something to cheer about as they try to get back in this game the pass, that Lions pick off a Tiger pass at their own 40-yard line. They get a long pass from quarterback Kentrell Harrison down to Tyrese Johnson down the Tiger's 7-yard line. But the Tigers holding on 4th and 5. Kentrell's pass, Kentrell Harrison's pass is out of bounds. Slidell takes over at their own 5-yard line, and they are on the move right now at the Booker T. Washington 42-yard line. 124 left in the third quarter. Slidell up 31-6 over Booker T. Washington. Reporting live from L.V. McGinney Senior Stadium, this is Mike Gambrell for the All-State Trigger Bowl. Prep football roundup. All right, appreciate it, Mike. How about Patrick? Email Dutchtown and North Shore. Patrick. Hey, Seth. The horn sounded. They're shaking hands. Griffins win 41 41 to 7. 
Dylan Sampson, I told you about a year ago, the freshman. Well, tonight I think he had close to 200 all-purpose yards. He scored the second to last touchdown going 52 to the house. And the last touchdown scored by Stephen Winfield, the third-string quarterback. They just snapped it to him. He's a load. He's about 6'4", about 225. And he went five yards, six yards, seven yards, and then scored on a short run. So the Griffins win 41 to 7 here at North Shore. This is Patrick Email for the WWL All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup. Nice win for Dutchtown there in the opener. And nice work tonight, Patrick. Uh, we will now, let's try this again. Another coach's interview brought to you by Shell. Uh, Buck Leonard, how you doing? Louis Cook? Hey, guys. How you guys doing? Coach Cook, Alan Waddell, congratulations. I, I know you've been doing this for a long time, but it's still always special to start 1-0. Oh, there's no doubt, Alan. You know, there's so many, so much anxiety that first week. Uh, you know, the jamboree is one thing, but I realized again tonight, after 46 years of doing this, that, that week one is still a nerve-wracking week. You, you're not sure what to expect, but, uh, you know, our guys came out executed really well, and, I did a nice job, so it's always nice to start the season on a winning note. Coach, I'm looking at your schedule. I know you do it every year, but you really challenge yourself in the non-district this year. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, I mean it wasn't by choice. It was by necessity because it's hard to get, get our guys on the schedule. But, yeah, we got Sulphur coming in next week and Como the week after and Turlins after that. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, a tough stretch, but it'll definitely help us to be a better football team. Notre Dame starts 1-0. Coach Cook, congratulations. Good luck next week against Sulphur. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Always Thanks. great to hear Louie Cook's voice. And, of course, almost every week he's leading off our show as the first game in the books. With that, we'll take a break. When we come back, Alan and Lou will rejoin us. We'll have more winning coaches' interviews and analysis from Tommy Bosch, Alan Waddell. And, yeah, Lou, he'll be here, too, in just a little bit as soon as that game's over as the All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup continues on WWL. Welcome back to the show. It is Notre Dame, first winner in the books from the games that we're covering with our reporters tonight. Final score, 48-6. to They defeat Church Point. Nice win for everybody at Notre Dame and, again, Coach Louie Cook. Let's bring back in Alan Waddell and Tommy Bosch out at Archbishop Shaw High School. Guys, a very nice night on a very memorable night for Shaw. Certainly is. Shaw just took a, kind of put the nail in the coffin here, Tommy. Shaw leads it 45 to 20 with 538. Again, at one point in the second quarter, this was 23-14. Higgins to tighten it up a little bit, but it's been pretty much all Shaw in the second half and all Shaw all night on a special night here on campus as the Eagles lead it 45 to 20. Yeah, and again, you know, the, not many people have left this place, if any at all. It, it's packed here. They look like they're going to stay here and celebrate with, the, with this team until uh, the end of the night and, you know, take this special night in for themselves. Uh, St. Thomas Moore, second half, guys, they've looked very good. Uh, 21 unanswered points there is, I guess, kind of as you both expect, they kind of have pulled away in the second half. It's a really talented football team with a talented, experienced quarterback. And Caleb Polstein, he's, he's one of my favorite players in the state. Again, the, the performance he had last year in the state championship game and a loss to University High was, was one that I'll remember for a long time. I mean, he was outstanding in that game, dropping balls all over the field against one of the top defenses and one of the top teams in the country last year in University High. St. Thomas is more special. I expect them back in the Dome this year. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and, you know, again, well coached. I mean, 
Yeah, you just had one of the great coaches in Louisiana history, you know, on the, on the air. But you know, Coach Hightower is right there with them, and uh, uh, you, you know they're going to be a good program. As we talked about Newman a little bit through the lens of Arch Manning, who's that freshman quarterback there, but Newman has been close in the playoffs for making that you know elusive appearance in the Superdome. What do you know about Nelson Stewart's squad this year? How much of a threat can they be? Well, I know one of the big things is Brandon Williams is back. He, he's one of the top linebacker prospects in our state, 6'3", 220-pounder. He's a four-star recruit, and he missed all last year with an, in, with an injury uh, to a lower leg. So I know Coach Stewart's glad to have him back. They have some talented receivers on the outside. Once again, you're still playing with a freshman quarterback. Even though his last name is Manning, He's still a freshman. He's going to have some ups and downs throughout the year, but I think he has enough of a supporting cast. And one thing Coach Stewart's done over the last few years is he has really improved that team physically, up front on both sides of the ball. They've always had skill, but if they're going to compete and try to get to the dome, which they've been so close to, knocking on the door, getting to a state championship game the last few years, they played Notre Dame tougher than anyone a year ago uh, in the playoffs, is they, they had to become better up front, and they've done that. Yeah, they have. They're they're very physical, and and again, I think Coach Stewart, if there's any coach that's in a position to be able to handle a situation, uh, it's definitely him. And you know, he's going to bring this kid along at his pace. He's not going to force him to be more than what he is, and he's going to let him be what he can be. And, and that's that's what a really good football coach does with young players. Hey, Seth, uh, here's a here's a score of note uh, and kind of an impressive performance here in Week One. Mandeville under Coach Hutch Gonzalez, they lead Poplarville, Mississippi, 58 to 35 in the third quarter. Poplarville was the 4A runners-up in Mississippi a year ago, but Will Shepard has six touchdown receptions for the Skippers on Week One. Wow, six touchdown receptions for Shepard. That is of note tonight. Walker's a team that we've talked about a little bit here and a lot last year, and. Yeah, very good performance by them against a team we've seen in the Superdome or make late playoff runs, big playoff runs the last few seasons. Madison Prep, it's Walker 38, Madison Prep 16. I know, Alan, you're impressed with how they're building that program at Walker. You know, we, we went there a couple of times last year. It was actually at the playoff game where they lost to Hornville, Hornville as well. But new coach this year, Coach Mahaffey, comes over from University High. He knows how to build a program. And he knows how to build a championship program. I really like that move over there to Walker. And they have one of my favorite players in the state. He's a junior. Brian Thomas, this guy is outstanding. Just remember the name. This guy's going to play in the NFL. I mean, he's 6'4". He's a wide receiver. He's a big-time basketball player as well. He has all the skill set to be a blue-chip wide receiver at any level he wants to go to. I mean, he's that special. Walker's got a good thing going over there, and I'm, I'm excited to see what Coach Mahaffey does with that program. And, you know, they'll be embraced by that community. You know, that, that community, Walker, Denham Springs, they're kind of neighboring communities. Up. And, you know, we always talk about great places to watch football, and there are a ton of them across the state of Louisiana. But that one is, is also a really nice place to watch football. Walker has made a commitment to athletics, <laughs> and it's showing. I mean, the new gymnasium yep. they'll build is, is phenomenal. And a lot of those schools in that area, you mentioned, you know, Live Oak, you know, they made a commitment to athletics. So has Walker. So is Zachary. You saw the, what they've done. I mean, Zachary's one of the top programs in our state right now, if not the top. And the, the improvements they made to their facility in the offseason with the largest video board now in our right. state, with the new uh, improvements over there on the on the home side as well. So that area is really on fire. There's a lot of growth population-wise, and they're investing in their schools and in their athletic programs. Talk and, speaking as, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry speaking Tommy, no, Zachary, please. Speaking of Zachary, it's, uh, now it's 33-31 East Ascension. Wow. Key interesting point of this game is EA has had two PATs blocked 
So let's see if that comes back to haunt him. Zachary has the ball to 50-yard line with 6.44 left. Yeah, that's a, that's a big-time score there. Let's talk about some smaller schools, or at least mid- to smaller-sized schools. First, guys, St. James and West St. John. Those are two pretty darn good football programs. West St. John has made runs in Class 1A and won a championship in Class 1A before. But tonight, boy, that is all St. James, 28 to nothing in the fourth quarter. That's kind of a statement. Yeah, it really is. You know, Saint, that, that's a rivalry game. Those, all those kids know each other. They play against each other. And uh, St. James, you know, they've been right there the last few years. They're kind of knocking on the door, Seth, to get back to being a state title contender. Uh, I'm anxious to see if they can do that. Well, you know, they're ranked number two by the Sports Writers Association in uh, 3A, right behind Sterlington and above U-High. You know, it's so. just like last year, you know, Three A's wide open. You know, we saw you know we saw Eunice kind of come out of nowhere and win a state championship, and I think it's going to be very similar to that in three A. You know, I made the comment earlier on our show. I think Lake Charles College Prep takes that <laughs> takes that uh, that jump. But look, look at these good teams in three A: Iota, Lake Charles College Prep, Kaplan, Union Parish, St. James, Sterlington. That's a lot of really good programs, but no dominant program. That's why that bracket's always so fun when it comes out playoff time. Talking high school football with Alan Waddell and Tommy Bosch. I'm Seth Dunlap on the All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup. We talked about the younger Monica, Nick Monica. His Rummel Raiders get a victory tonight in Charlotte, Carolina. 10-3, they beat Charlotte Catholic. The elder Monica tonight, guys. Always a early an, an establishment in high school football. His St. Charles Catholic comments, 31-3. They beat up on South Lafouche. St. Charles looking pretty good uh, in week one. You know they're going to play defense. That's what they do. We saw them a year ago uh, make a nice run through the playoffs, ran into that St. Thomas Moore team, but they're going to put one of the best defenses on the field uh, in the state. They do it every year. And this is one of the big storylines for me in 2019, and this is one of those years where we have a lot of teams moving around classification-wise, and St. Charles is one of those teams. They have dropped down. They're no longer D2, so they're not going to run into U-High. They're not going to run into St. Thomas Moore. They're now with Notre Dame. Notre Dame's a team that has just recently picked up a lot more competition this year when this bracket's going to come out. you got St. Charles Catholic, obviously Newman, we talked about them. Lafayette Christian, who's one of the top, who's one of the programs that is really ascending in our state. We saw them win a state championship back-to-back years in, in Division Four. They're now Division Three. Also, you know, uh, Catholic High New Iberia, they've been a contender right there. So Division Three has gotten a lot more interesting just by the reclassifications this year. But you have several teams that can that can challenge Notre Dame now in that Division Three class. Uh, yeah, I, I'll tell you, Seth, some of the best nights I ever had was at Rumble Games on a Saturday night when Coach – the elder coach Monica was watching his son coach and you could stand next to him and like a sponge just listen to him it's amazing the amount of football this guy knows and is willing to share Lafayette Christian just final fellas seven nothing they beat Westgate an interception to close it out in the waning second seals it there also a final Uhi knocks off Eretz 20 to 6 and look that's it's a good win on the road guys for Uhi here in the city of New Orleans we talked about at the top of the show. There's a lot of change at University High. First of all, they lost a ton of players off of last year. They still have Roy, who's the top defensive prospect in the state. Uh, Jacqueline Roy, the defensive tackle. But, you know, they, no more John Gordon McKernan at quarterback. He's gone. Uh, no more the tailback that's in Virginia that was so good a year ago. You know, a lot of these big-time blue-chip athletes are gone from last year's team. They still have a – the cupboard is not bare by any means, and they showed that tonight, beating a very good Eric team and holding them down to one score. And with that, U-High moves uh, their, their win streak to 27. They now have the longest streak in our state. 
One score in one game that not a lot of people would have circled or paid attention to. I've, I've been keeping an eye on it as the score's gone on. It's kind of caught my eye even more. George Washington Carver, 28, Santamont, 14. And the reason that catches my eye is last year Carver had some games that they were in that I didn't think they had any any idea or any purpose uh, uh, business being in. And Hank Brady told me these guys are a lot better than most people think because you just haven't heard of them. That seems to me to be a statement in week one that they're playing with one of the big boys in 5A. Certainly so. One thing about Carver that you can just write it down, they're going to have skill, skill, skill. And if they can put it together and, and play good defense, not turn the football over, not have a lot of uh, penalties, you know, put the kicking game together, they're dangerous. I mean, that, was it last year or the year before they put a scare in Carr? I think it was you know, last right year, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, they put a scare in Carr, come down to the final possession. Uh, Carver's got athletes. And, you know, when they roll off the bus, they're going to look good. It's just all about how when they play, when they get on the field, and being consistent. If they can be consistent, they can be a player. Right. Uh, if, if you try to play Carver in a seven-on-seven seven game with 11 people, you're going to lose because <laughs> they're really that good. Um, Skill-wise, they're, they're tremendous at the wide receiver position. And like Alan said, if they can, you know, have a little cohesion and, and play a little defense, protect the football, uh, manage the kicking game, they're going to scare some people. All right, he's Tommy Bosch, Alan Waddell there. Also, Shaw putting the final touches on a victory over Higgins. We'll take a break when we come back. Those guys will rejoin us, and the winning coaches from across the state will join us as the All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup continues on WWL. Let's throw it over to Yeoman Stadium. Fred Druant's watching St. Thomas Moore and Holy Cross. Fred. Hey, reporting for Yeoman Stadium where St. Thomas Moore defeats Holy Cross 28-7. Holy Cross was making a desperation drive at number 22 for St. Thomas Moore. LSU baseball commitment, Jacob Stevenson, intercepts the ball and runs it in for a touchdown with two seconds left to go in the game. And that's where we, that's the game ended. Uh, St. Thomas Moore wins 28-7 to over Holy Cross. Um, unfortunately, I'm not going to have the head coach because I guess I called him to work. So, <laughs> reporting with Yeoman Stadium. Fred Durant for WWL All-State Sugar Bowl Football Roundup. Uh, Fred, you are a rock star. Thank you so much. And, Fred, yeah, he is on call at one of the hospitals here in the city, so always appreciate his hard work and dedication to the program, Fred. Thanks so much tonight, and uh, safe trip, well, a short trip, too, uh, over to the hospital. Let's go to Mike Gambrell. He's watching Slidell in Booker T. Washington. Mike? All right, guys, 5.55 remaining in the game. Slidell holding on to a 31-6 to lead. They had to have a goal line stand. Uh, Booker T. Washington got the ball first and goal at the one-yard line. But a, a procedure penalty moved him back to the six-yard line. They held on the next four downs. They said they're marching down the field now. But that's the good news for the Tigers. Bad news for the Tigers of Larry Forrest's team. Ten penalties tonight for 110 yards. Six bad quarterback snaps over the quarter, over, quarter center quarterback snaps over his head. Things they need to clean up before Rummel Raiders coming to town next week. But everything looking good right now. 5.55 remaining in the game. Slidell up 31-6 over Booker T. Washington. Reporting live from LB Beginning Senior Stadium, Mike Gambrell for the WWL All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup. Mike, thank you so much. An interjection here uh, really quickly. This is a public service announcement for me. For anybody who has a Twitter account, go check out what Deuce McAllister just tweeted about Antonio Brown. I promise it is worth a read, especially if you know mild-mannered Deuce McAllister. With that, back to our reporters, Ethan, who's watching Independence in Albany. Ethan, what's going on? Hey, guys, we got 2.07 left here in the third quarter. Still a slow-moving game. 
But after Albany took the opening kickoff of the second half back for a touchdown, they have not looked back yet. They stopped independence on the ensuing drive, got on offense, managed to score, got back on defense, Brett Wolf with an interception, and then a long touchdown reception on the very next play, making it 46-32 to Albany. And then another stop by Albany, forcing independence to cut, and then another long touchdown pass to Brett Wolf, making it 62-32 to Albany here with one minute and 46 seconds left to go here in the third quarter. Reporting from Albany, Louisiana, this is Ethan Bordelow for the WWL All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup. Thank you so much, Ethan. Let's check in on Amit and Lutcher with Brandon Foss. Brandon. How you doing, Seth? It's eight minutes and 24 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Amit Warriors 28, Lutcher 21. It's been all Amit here in the fourth quarter. As they show a little bit of creativity, and number four, career Meredith connects with a halfback pass. The number three, Dorian Baptiste. Corey McKnight then runs it in for two. Shortly after that, Lutcher quarterback throws a pick to number nine, Mateo, and then he takes it to the house for a touchdown. Amy shows a little more trickery with a two-point conversion with a wide receiver reverse halfback pass to get the two. Amy Warriors, 28, Lutcher Bulldogs, 21, with eight minutes and 17 seconds left in the fourth. Reporting from Amy, Louisiana, this is Brandon Falls for the WWL All-Star Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup. Great job, Brandon. Thanks so much. We'll check in with you as that game gets close to finishing. Right now it's time for another winning coaches interview brought to you by Shell. And we'll throw it to Joey Bruitt standing by after you high defeats John Arid. Joey? Thank you, Seth. U-High has defeated Aird by a score of 20-6. to I am here with U-High head coach Andy Martin. Coach, great game tonight. You came into this game being the defending champions two years in a row from 2017-2018. You came down here to the West Bank and defeated a very tough Aird team with, uh, you know, with, by two scores. But you had a, a great game by your running back, Derek Graham. He scored two touchdowns, had some pretty good big games. How, how satisfied with you with his play tonight? Thank y'all for having me. I thought Derek Graham did a great job tonight. I think uh, his offensive line did a good job opening up some holes, but when he saw me, stick, stuck his head down and got through him. Coach Allen Waddell, congratulations on the victory here tonight. I know anytime you play Eric, they challenge you physically. Talk about maybe some of the challenges of week one and how proud of you are of your team starting 1-0. Uh, they're a very good team. I mean, they, they always challenge physically. They've always been known for a physical defense, and that's why I was so proud of our guys better run the ball like that. And I thought defensively we kind of handled them, you know, handled their offense pretty well. I thought it was just overall for us a good physical game, and it was a good challenge for us. Coach, congratulations and good luck next week. Thank you all for having me. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, that's 27 Coach. in a row, Seth. Yeah. 27 in a row for the Cubs. And that's the – correct me if I'm wrong, Al, that's the longest in the state now, that's, right? That's the longest in the state after Carr dropped their game last night. Uh, University High now the longest winning streak in our state at 27 games. Let me ask you this uh, real quick, Alan. Are they going to continue to be as dominant as they have been under Coach Martin? Man, I tell you, uh, Coach Mahaffey did such a good job over there, and it's it's hard. I mean, it's hard to keep – the level they've been at the last two years is hard to sustain. U-High's a good program. They're still going to get some of the best players that Baton Rouge has to offer. They lost like 10 D1 signees off of last year's team, and they're still loaded. Again, I, I still think that they are the favorite in that classification uh, to win it all. Thanks, Alan. Uh, hang on. We'll have more interviews, coaches' interviews in just a second. Getting a text from the 318 that says St. Mary's and Natchitoches, uh, 30 
to nothing. They were leading Tensas uh, in the third quarter, but that game, apparently a very severe injury in that game, caused the entire game to be suspended and possibly postponed. So we'll try to find out what happened there. That's obviously not good news, and we'll try to pass along anything that we find out there. Uh, final score from Pine, Jules Sumner defeats Pine 41-20. to Thanks for passing that along. Let's go back to another winning coach. This one, uh, let's see here. It's Miguel Miranda who watched uh, Brother Martin defeat Bird. Another winning coach's interview brought to you by Shell. And Miguel Miranda, you're on. What's up? Hey, we have a final here in Tad Gormley Stadium with a brother, Mark. I was about to say. Third Yellow Jackets, 28-0. Uh, I have a winning coach, Mark Bonis, with me. First off, congratulations, coach, on the big win. What did you see from your team tonight? Our kids played very hard. They were very physical. Uh, from a defensive standpoint, they, they were very disciplined, tackled well in space, and uh, so I was very happy about that. Anytime you play a program like that, who's been running that style of offense, and they've done it for the years that they have, um, and it's a week one, you're nervous, you know. And, uh, you know, we go from, from our jamboree playing a sp uh, spread style offense and come and play that. Very excited about how our, how our defense is able to adjust and make plays there. And then offensively, I was excited about things because uh, they came in, they, they stopped us two drives, they gave us something we did not expect to see, and our kids were able to make adjustments. And, and anytime your guys can make adjustments at a high school level and, and do it that quickly and do it that well, it, that, that, that says a lot about their level of preparation. Yeah. Well, Coach Lunis. Go enjoy it. Thank you so much. I yes, really sir. appreciate it. Reporter from Tiger Miranda with the WWL All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Roundup. All right, Miguel, thank you so much. And uh, Alan, we'll throw it to you and Tommy. That is a big win for Coach Bernice and uh, his program here in week one. Yeah, and, you know, I want to echo what Coach Bernice was just saying is the fact that what Bird does offensively, you know, they're, they're, a, they're an option team. You don't see that a lot anymore in 2019. And, uh, you know, a lot of teams are running the spread and all this up-tempo stuff, you know. So, for them to come out and shut out a program like Bird that runs that offense and beat them 28-0, that's a big-time win for, for Brother Martin. And, you know, they're a young quarterback. Uh, you know, he has kind of a tough name to, to pronounce, Mama Hot. I think that's, <laughs> that's how you pronounce it. But he kind of got thrown to the fire last year. They had to play him when they weren't ready to play him. And he really rose to the challenge. He won the job here this year. And I think last year's experience, Coach Valden and myself had a chance to watch him against Rumble in the playoffs when Brother Martin nearly knocked off the Raiders. And he was outstanding. I could not get over how much his poise was and his delivery was, uh, how good it was at that, at that young of an age. And, you know, that's going to only help him for this year. That kid's special. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I know him. And, and he's another one of those calm kids. You know, it just – he, he's, you know, his dad pitched for the Yankees. He's been around, you know, big-time athletics. Uh, so uh, nothing's, nothing really phases him, and uh, he's a sponge. He's going to learn more. I, I think he's got a tremendous amount more to learn and, and skills to improve, but he certainly has a good base and, uh, you know, good kid. Guys, great analysis there. Hang on. We'll get to you for a top-of-the-hour scoreboard and more coaches in just a second. More coaches in just a second. My goodness, week one uh, stutters here for me. Uh, let's go back to our reporters real quick. Carolyn Pierre has been watching Newman and Lusher. Carolyn, what's going on there? All right. I'm back at Newman Stadium. Like I said, it's been a great fourth quarter for Newman. It all started with a 24, a 25-yard touchdown by Sutherland with 10-10 left in the game, bringing the score to 34-15. Then a run by Jack Roberts, by Jack Roberts with 
resulting to a touchdown. Extra point was good. The score is down 41-15. There's five minutes and 46 seconds left in the fourth quarter. And this is Carolyn reporting live from Newman Stadium. WWL, State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup. Carolyn, thank you so much. Nice job. We'll hang on and wait for your final reports as that game gets close to being final. We'll take a break when we come back more on the All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup. Hey, Carolyn, you there? Welcome back to the All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup. Seth Dunlap, Alan Waddell, Tommy Bosch, and in about 10 minutes or so, Coach Lou Valden's going to join us. If you've got a score you want to pass along as the finals come in, you can on our text line at 870-870. Here's one telling us that Hammond has defeated Salmon 23-7. Also, Central Lafouche is leading White Castle 49-36 with two minutes left in the third quarter. Talk about a long football game there. Uh, Allen and Tommy will bring them back in out at Shaw. Uh, got a question for you about this new play clock, and it really, for football fans who watch from the outside in, not going to be unfamiliar because it's the same now as college and professional football, but it did change from what high school had been doing pretty much for the entirety of the existence of high school football when they had that 25-second clock that would stop on first downs. Guys, is this a good change going to the pro and college style? I think it makes it more consistent. I think what you'll see is you'll see a better transition from uh, high school quarterbacks to collegiate, you know, because they're more used to that. And, you know, you, you have a refereeing background. This ought to speed – although it doesn't show it tonight with how long these games have been, but it ought to speed <laughs> the game up a little bit. It should. It should speed the game up. And, and, and Al and I were talking about looking at some of the games tonight. It seems like games are getting longer than getting shorter. Um, you know, the Louisiana High School State Athletic Association might have to come up with a, a plan to shorten games over the, over the next couple of years. But, yes, it, it should, and, and, and I agree. The more consistency you can get from high school to college, as long as it doesn't put any of the players at risk because they're younger, I think it's a great idea for transition purposes. Hey, Seth, down go the champs. East yep. Ascension 40, Zachary 31, wow. final score. That's a big-time win. For the Spartans. That, uh, Zachary, Zachary fumbled on a 50-yard line when they had the ball on the drive, and uh, East Ascension kept it the rest of the time and scored. Wow, that is that certainly maybe the score of the night. And speaking of scores, time for another scoreboard. All right, the scores are rolling in. It's a final here on the West Bank. Shaw beats Higgins 51-20. to Some other finals, Brother Martin beat Bird 28-0 at Tad Gormley. Acadiana beats Karen Crow 28-6. Vermillion Catholic beats Catholic New Iberia 43-32. Rummel wins a defensive struggle. They get a pick six in the fourth quarter. They beat Charlotte Catholic of North Carolina 7-3. Notre Dame beats Church Point 48 to 6. Hawnville shuts out Denham Springs 28 to nothing. Destrehan beats Bonneville 38-16. East Ascension, they knock off Zachary tonight 40 to 31. Big time win for the Spartans. East Jefferson falls to Country Day 28 to 20. The Cajuns come from behind that come from behind and, and knock off the Warriors. St. Thomas Moore uh, comes to New Orleans. They beat Holy Cross 28 to 7 at Yeoman Stadium. Lafayette Christian shuts out Westgate 7 to nothing. 
Landry Walker beats Kennedy 18-6. Live Oak beats Ponchatoula 35-14. Scotlandville beats McKinley 68-7. Newman leads Lusher Charter 41-15 in the fourth quarter. Southside beat Northside 49-0. Plaquemine beats Livonia 38-7. Turlings beats Como 35-14. University High, they beat John Errett 20-6. That's 27 in a row for the Cubs. Walker leads Madison Prep 38-22 in the fourth quarter. Dunham beats Woodlawn 32-0. Slidell leads... Booker T. Washington, 31-6 in the fourth quarter. West Monroe beats Ridgeway of Tennessee, 37-7. Dutchtown beats North Shore, 41-7. Jesuit beat Terrebonne, 24-7. Let's see here. um, Thibodeau beats Riverside, 36-31. That was a back-and-forth game. St. James beats West St. John, 28-8. Edie White beats Vanderbilt Catholic, 14-6. Ascension Catholic beats St. Thomas Aquinas, 28-8. To seven. Last score I had Lakeshore leads Fountain Blue 41 to 20. Hannon was leading Chalmette 29 to 28, and St. Charles Catholic over South Lafouche 31 to nothing. Alan, great job. Uh, I was juggling some stuff in here, and I don't know if you passed the score along. I just got a text from Hank Brady that says Landry Walker leads yep. Kennedy 18 to six. Uh, thanks, uh, Hank, for passing that along. We'll take a break. 30 more minutes of the program to come. We'll have. Lou Valden joining us out there at Shaw High School. Tommy and Alan will stick around, plus our team draft challenge. And we will hand out our first Tony D. Ironman of the Week award. Certainly going to be an honor to do that. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 